Welcome back to another episode of the Tan and J-Man Show, the NFL Draft Preview episode, one of the more fun episodes we do every year. We apologize to everybody that was hoping to watch this one live on the ISC Sports Network, ran into some technical difficulties. So this one is only coming to all you folks out there who listen to the podcast every week. So thank you for letting us come into your ear holes and uh, blast some sports knowledge and hyperbolia. That was an awful word there. I screwed that up. That was that was terrible. That was awful. But uh, as you can hear, Josh the J-Man Month is with me via the telephone because we're still practicing social distancing. J-Man, what's going on? What the hell is up? <laughs> not, not a whole lot, man. Uh, at least we have a few things to talk about this week. Yeah, perfect. Perfect timing for uh, us to have technical difficulties. Every time we plan for a big show. Every time oh, I promote the show, something happens. That's why I just never get my hopes up with anything. And then when something good happens, I'm just pleasantly surprised. I just, this box, people, we had a bunch of problems with it back in August. And I swear to you, we hadn't had any problems since September until right now. And it's the, this is literally one of the few shows for the foreseeable future that will actually have stuff to talk about that means something. I've even reset the box, and now it's giving me a different code to put in. It's just all screwed up. Fun. So, fun stuff. Fun stuff indeed. But, J-Man, we are still happy to have the damn landing as the official sponsor of the Tan and J-Man show. Whether you want an epic burger, hand-tossed pizza, hand-breaded tenderloin, seafood, craft beer, or handcrafted cocktail, when it becomes back open, the Dam Landing is the place to be. The Dam Landing is a bar and grill located on beautiful Lake Mantle that focuses on freshness and quality. Of course, right now you can call in, get delivery, pick up. You can get the Dam Smoke on Fridays and Saturdays. Ribs, steaks, barbecue, and more. Uh, in addition, when it gets open again, you can wash it down with one of their 16 beers on tap, including a constant rotation of today's best microbrews and domestic flavors or a handcrafted cocktail made using fresh ingredients. Taking the fantastic views of Lake Mantle in their beer garden or outdoor bar area, whether it be by boats or by wheels, the Dam Landing is the place to be, located at 1305 Ewing Road in Rochester, Indiana. You want to hear some birdie bogey? Sure. So uh, I think all of America watched the last dance last night. 6.1 million average, I think. Between the two episodes and, and, last night, which was a record for an ESPN documentary. And that's just household. They don't know how many people were in each house, of course, You're with right. all the social distancing and stuff and quarantining themselves with their family. The number was probably just astronomical how many people uh, watched. But anyway, this is a Michael Jordan question. What Hall of Fame player was eliminated from the playoffs by Michael Jordan most? Ooh. That's a good one. And I think it actually flashed across the screen last night. I saw this trivia question like two or three weeks ago, and I saved it for whenever I was going to get a chance to use it. And then I kind of saw it on the TV last night. I'm like, oh, crap, I hope Tanner didn't see it. But you clearly didn't. Maybe. I don't know. You could be lying to me. I'm not lying to you. I didn't see it. All right. So that's why. Um, sorry, I'm just updating our uh, the Tanner Jamie Show Nation on social media that we're not lying. That's all right. So, uh yeah fun stuff man yeah that the first two episodes of the last dance i thought were sensational yes um, just really entertaining you learned a lot before uh, we, i mean i i didn't really know much about it no i mean it's been hyped up a lot it definitely lived up to the hype uh, before we get into right. that let's tell the folks who the birdie bogey is sponsored by j-man forgot i apologize yes it is uh, sponsored by the noble gnome Right now, you can get a CSA membership starting in May through September. The first pickup time this year, well, the pickup time this year is going to be on Thursdays from 3 to 6. The first day is on May 7th. The last day is on September 24th at Romine Family Farms, 3328 South 900 West in Minton, Indiana. What is a CSA membership, you might be asking? CSA stands for Community Supported Agriculture. You have the ability to purchase a crop share of fresh, locally grown, nutrient-dense produce that you and your family can enjoy all summer long. 
You buy into a share of their farm by purchasing a yearly membership. The program lasts from May through September. You get a box of seasonal produce that's harvested and picked fresh every every week just for you. Uh, what can you get in the box? Uh, I mean, you name it, they have it. Um, beets, cabbage, carrots, cauliflower, cucumbers, eggplant, herbs, kale, kohlrabi, lettuce, melons, microgreens, onions, peppers, radishes, spinach, summer squash, salad mix, sweet corn, Swiss chard, tomatoes, turnips, and winter squash. For, for more information, go to noblenomellc.com. You can also follow them on Instagram and like them on Facebook. Get your badges. Getting really close. It's almost that time. It's a pretty nice weekend, weather-wise. Yeah, it's uh, it's been nice the last couple of days, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. We can't really, uh, we can't really complain. Especially, especially after getting snow on Friday. Yeah, that's that's Indiana weather to a whole bipolar. Yep. Yeah. You ready for uh, some on this day to learn what's happened on April twentieth throughout the history of sports? Let's hear it. All right, let's do it. On this day in 1912, Fenway Park officially opened. Fenway Park. As the Red Sox uh, beat the New York Highlanders 7-6 in 11 innings. I have had the opportunity to take a tour of Fenway Park, and um, it probably doesn't look too much different than it did back then. Yeah, I've never been there. So, and in fact, half of their stands in foul territory, like half of them are new. The lower section's new, but then up um, a few rows are seats from the 1930s that they still use there. It's pretty cool. Wow. Yeah. A lot of a lot of butts have been sitting in those seats. That's for sure. That's a fact. That's a fact, Jack. <laughs> also, on this day, 1912, Tiger Stadium in Detroit opened up as the Tigers beat the Cleveland Indians by a score of six to five. I hated that ballpark. Never been there. Me either. Oh, okay. <laughs> On this day in 1916, Wrigley Field, as it's now known as, what was it known as then? Wigman Park. Yes. Opened up as the Cubs beat the Cincinnati Reds, 7-6. to six. Of course they beat the Reds. No one likes the Reds. <laughs> this website literally had that fact back-to-back on here. Just worded differently. Huh. Morons. Uh, on this day in 1939, a guy named Ted Williams got his first career hit. He was a pretty solid ball player. It was a double off Yankee Red Ruffing. Red Ruffing, never heard of him. Me neither. Ted Ted Williams served in uh, World War II for, I want to say, four years. Um, he did, well, three years. From 1943 to 1945, after those three years off, he came out and hit 342 with 38 homers after not swinging a bat in three years. Yeah, he was a pretty good player. Good. Yeah, best hitter of all time. Yep. On this day in 1944, the NFL legalized coaching from the bench. Huh, where were they coaching before? From the parking lot? <laughs> I have no idea. I want to say press box, but I doubt there was press box back then. <laughs> no, so. I was going to say. I don't know. Was it like on the field? Like behind the, like where the refs stand or something? That that would be awesome. I don't know. I have no idea. That. No idea. On this day, nineteen forty-six, the first baseball game broadcasted in Chicago took place: the Cardinals versus the Cubs. WGN it doesn't say. I'm guessing, but I assume say. it's WGN. On this day in uh, nineteen sixty-seven, New York Met Tom Seaver recorded his first victory as the Mets beat the Cubs six to one. He was a, a very good one. He's yes, he a was. Hall of Famer. On this day in 1986, we saw this on the last dance last night. Michael Jordan set an NBA playoff record with 63 points in a game against the Boston Celtics. As Larry Bird said, uh, what, what what did he say? It was something like uh, it was just God dressed up as Michael Jordan or something like that. He, that was, he was feeling it that night. Yeah, he was. Uh, let's see. What else do we got here? On this day, 1996, the Chicago Bulls won a, a, the rec, their record 72nd game of the season. They uh, That team was pretty good. Best team of all time, I would say, since uh, the Warriors didn't get a finish off their uh, season with uh, 73 wins, but they blew a 3-1 to one, uh, lead to the Cleveland Cavs. Yes, and uh, memes have been made of that all over the place. <laughs> uh 
On this day in 1996, the NFL draft was held. Who was the number one overall pick that year? 1996? Yes. Uh, was that the Keyshawn year? It was Keyshawn Johnson from USC, first picked by the New York Jets. Booger! Good one. On this day in 1997, the Cubs beat the New York Mets, ending an NL worst opening 14 straight losses. The Cubs lost 14 straight that year, huh? To start the year. How would you be feeling? Um, I probably would have stopped watching. By okay. about 10. <laughs> just, just give up. <laughs> 10, 10 or 11. Season's over. This has been fun. If, if you start 0-14, <laughs> the season is. It's over. Yeah. There's no... There's no recovery how, from that. I mean, how bad would that suck? You've waited all offseason. You're excited baseball's back, and your team comes out and starts 0-14. Now, to be honest, they probably knew going in. I'm they sure they weren't, weren't supposed to be very good. good. Most, most fans knew that. But, I mean, you're not expecting 0-14, maybe like 5-9 and nine or something, or 4-10. Yeah. But 1-14 is pretty bad. Yeah. Also on this day, 1997, Mark McGuire became the fourth person to hit a home run on Detroit Tigers' left field roof. Others include Frank Howard, Harmon Killebrew, and Cecil Fielder. Yeah, that roof would like hang over into the field of play. But of course, if you hit it way up there, it's a home run anyway. But uh, that was a weirdly constructed ballpark. Yeah. On this day in 2002, the NFL draft was held. Who was the first pick overall in the 2002 NFL draft? 2002. Um, 2002. It's probably going to make me mad when I see it. We, we, were, we just went over the NFL draft number one overall draft picks yeah. like three weeks ago, and I'm already blanking. Um, I think Mike Vick was 2001. You are correct. Um, it's going to make me so mad when I see it. 2002. 2002. I don't know. Fresno State quarterback David Carr was the first pick ever by the Houston Texans. You know, part of me wants to stab myself in the jugular vein right now for not remembering that. <laughs> it was a very forgettable um, year. I mean, David Carr is a forgettable quarterback. so Much like his brother. Yes, I will agree with you. On this day in 2008, Danica Patrick, who was driving for Andretti Green Racing at the time, won the Indy Japan 300 becoming the first female driver in history to win an IndyCar series race. Is she still dating Aaron Rodgers? As far as I know. Cool. <laughs> and that's going to wrap up the On This Day segment brought to you by Proforma Print House. Are you looking for a trustworthy, dependable resource for your next trade show, company picnic, or sales meeting? Proforma Print House has over 50 years combined experience in promotional products and commercial print. They strive for fast and efficient response to all of your print needs. You need to look no further. Let them be your one source print and promotional company. Give them a call today at 574-210-3815. That was a pretty good on this day this week. Yeah, I actually had some interesting facts to share, yeah. which always makes it fun. So we kind of hit on it at the start of the show. I mean, of course, we're going to be talking the majority of the time here tonight about the NFL draft because this is our draft preview show that we were hoping to have live for everybody to watch. But like I said, unfortunately, we couldn't, but we're glad you're listening to us anyways. But we also want to recap episode one and episode two of last night's this The Last Dance documentary about the Chicago Bulls. You, en- you enjoyed it, Josh. I take it. I really overall. enjoyed it. I yeah, did. I did too. I could have watched a few more episodes last night. Uh Honestly, if they would have released all 10, I wouldn't have watched all 10. But uh, there's a good chance I would have finished it tonight. Yep. Yep. Um, what was the biggest takeaway from episode one for you? Um, Jerry Krause was a maniacal idiot who uh, thought he deserved all the credit for building those championship teams when in reality, uh, Michael Jordan did that, obviously. Um, and the fact that, uh, they just, he just refused to pay Scotty Pippen means now Pippen, uh, didn't want to have to bet on himself just in case risk injury and all that, but he, he took a bad deal, but they could have easily restructured his contract. I mean, he's paid what he was 122nd in the NBA in, um, salary in 1997. Um, so I just, I, I, I knew a lot of Bulls fans hated Jerry Krause, but I did not know the extent um, of the hatred until last night. 
Yeah, um, Krause is definitely going to look like as a villain in this. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say Jay Williams today was talking about Jerry Krause. Jerry Krause drafted Jay Williams second overall out of Duke. And he was actually kind of having his back today, saying how good a guy he was, blah, 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 blah. And I'm sure it was tough to deal with egos like Michael Jordan, Scottie sure. Pippen, and some others. Um, as far as Pippen's contract, yeah, he was gro- I mean, grossly underpaid. But Scotty should have tried to re- re- renegotiate. And, and that's on the owner's fault, I feel like. Oh, the owner yeah. of the Bulls had a closed-door policy pretty much when it came to re- re- renegotiating your contract. I mean, that, that, that's where the owner has to step up and take care of his player. Um, well, the problem with Jer- Jerry Reinsdorf, and he's done it forever, because he's the owner of the White Sox as well, and they've just refused to pay players over the years. Um, he refused to play, pay Bulls players, and he acted so innocent in this, and he tried to step in. And Well, he's the owner. He should be able to step in and say, hey, uh, we're going to pay our guys what they're worth. But um, he didn't have the balls to do it. Yeah. Yep, and um, you know the Bulls declined many, many trades for Scotty. Uh, one of them, my dad told me today, was Sean Kemp was on the table. It was Kemp's third or fourth year in the league. That would have been interesting. That would have been really interesting. Um, yeah, I mean Kemp was one of the best dunkers of all time. Would he have been? He wouldn't have meshed, I don't think, well with that Bulls team. Probably not. Um, Pitt. Pippen was really kind of egoless in the fact that, um, I mean, he was a good good passer. He was pretty unselfish, and I mean, he had to have had had to share the limelight with Michael Jordan, and you're just not going to get the kind of attention you probably deserve that way. I am um, interested to see if we see the side of Pippen when Jordan was retired for the whole season and part of the other season he was because during that whole season when Jordan was retired, the Bulls only. Um, they only won two less games than they did that previous year with right. Jordan. Yeah. Pippen, Pippen was third in the MVP voting that year. But in a, MV, in a playoff game against the Knicks, Pippen was so mad at the end of the game that they weren't going to draw up a play for him for a potential game-winning shot. He refused to go into the game. Tony Kukoc ended up hitting the game-winning shot. The whole team celebrated Pippen walked to the locker room. Now that's, uh, that's pretty selfish. <laughs> so I think we will see a side of Scottie Pippen like that. And good. Um, yeah. And in Scotty in real life, he's terrible with finances. He's filed for bankruptcy at least once, if not twice. That's so. not great. Um, I, of course, everyone was on the bulls for not paying him. However, when he went to Portland, the dude made just a ridiculous amount of money and actually ended up with more career earnings just from the basketball team than Michael Jordan did. Yeah. Pippen ended with $109 million in career earnings. Jordan with ninety two million, and Pippen so went. Not, to, it's not like he's hurting. And Pippen went to Houston first before he went to Portland, right? So, so, yeah, I remember back then. I mean, I remember being young, but I remember when Scotty they were trying to figure out where he's going to go. Everybody thought he was going to go to the Lakers, and but then he didn't. So he went to I Houston don't instead. Have any recollection? That was shortly before Phil joined the Lakers, because then okay. of course that would have made sense. But Scotty battled yeah. against those Laker teams. On Portland, so so it's interesting. You're definitely going to see some personalities. I mean, Rodman's going to be featured heavily next week. Um, Can't wait for that one. Yeah, the bad boys of the Pistons against the Bulls. That's going to be a fun one to watch. I'm uh, mm-hmm. really anxious to hear why Michael Jordan hates Isaiah Thomas so much, to the extent of when the USA team was getting selected, Jordan said if Isaiah was on it, he wasn't going to play. So, um, it's kind of interesting. Uh, the director of the documentary kind of did a Q and a, and of course Jordan said uh, beforehand that he was nervous. People were going to think he's a really bad guy Yeah. Uh, after the documentary. And somebody asked the director, um, who's going to look the worst um, on this documentary. And the guy said, Isaiah. So it'll be interesting. It will be interesting. Yeah. That plays out. I mean, Michael Jordan, I don't think's ever been known to be the nicest guy in the world anyways. No. And, and when you're that big he, a star, it's almost impossible to be. Yeah. And he he was so competitive, yes, and uh, just didn't he he just refused to lose. That uh, I'm sure he rubbed guys the wrong way. That uh, probably weren't taking it as seriously. Guys that wanted that paycheck and were more concerned about that than they were about winning. Oh, um, it, it would have been really hard to be his teammate. <laughs> no, it it would have been awful. You you would have won a ton. It's it honestly kind of would have been a lot like playing for Bill Belichick because I've heard guys yeah. that um. 
leave New England, say they hated playing there. They loved winning, but they just didn't like the atmosphere and the kind of mentality. Um, and it kind of made football not fun for them. That's why they see a lot of guys leaving free agency Yep, because uh, of that. And I'm sure a lot of that was going on with Jordan back then. Yeah. No, I think, I think you're hitting the nail on the head there. But uh, very good first two episodes of the documentary. They got me hooked. I'm ready to see the rest. I'm glad they moved it up to the April release instead of making oh, us wait till June. Um, I'm even excited for the future of the documentary series that ESPN mm-hmm. looks like they're going to do. Yeah, Lance Armstrong is one in the works, which will be really interesting. Uh, Bruce Lee, and then the one I'm really interested in is the uh, 1998 home run tr- chase between yep. uh, McGuire and Sosa. That'll be a fun one as well. Yeah, the Bruce Lee one, I don't know about that one. I mean, that didn't yeah, really um, pique my interest right that, away. But. No, I'm, I'm with you. I wasn't really into that. And I'm not, not really into Bruce Lee movies or anything either. Yeah. Um, but Were well. you a Bull fan growing up? I was a Bulls fan uh, growing up. In fact, my mom was telling me last night that I used to wear a Bulls onesie, okay. a Jordan onesie back in the day, um, and I used to have a bunch of Jordan shirts. Yeah, uh, my dad, my my dad was kind of a Celtics fan back in the eighties, and then Jordan got there and he kind of switched to a Bulls fan, and now of course he doesn't like the NBA, kind of like us. Yeah, because uh, it was just so much more entertaining back then, in sure. my opinion. I was a Bulls fan when I was young until Jordan retired. Um, I mean, I had the Bulls trash can. I had the Bulls comforter. I had the number twenty three red jersey. Um, I had a pair. Of, I had a pair of Jordans when I was really small. Um, and then I had a there, couple more, like in elementary school. But there was a question I was going to ask you: um, Is the are the nineteen nineties Chicago Bulls the most popular sports team of all time? Yeah, I'd say so. They were globally um, just popular. Yeah, globally. Um, um, and it, it even though they won a ton and had all – I mean, they won six championships in ten years, and they had won three in a row twice, it doesn't seem like they were hated quite like the New England Patriots are now. I bet they were in this state. Oh, I know. I'm, I'm sure. I mean, the Pacers um, – if it wasn't for Jordan and LeBron, the Pacers probably have at least one title. Well, the, the thing is, I bet – at least half the state were Bulls fans anyway. So was it really? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I, I'm sure from like Indianapolis South, they were all Pacer fans, but up north yeah. of Indy, I bet they were all Bulls fans. Yeah, I, I, I do know Bulls some fans. people tweeting last night that this took them back to their teenage years, and they said they hated Jordan like they hate Brady and the Patriots. So so I think there are a lot of – I mean, I think in, in Utah fans were on Twitter last night saying they hated oh, the Bulls. I mean, so I think there were parts that did – Oh, hate, I'm sure. hate the Bulls, but uh, and if you weren't a huge Bull or Jordan fan, yeah, six titles that gets annoying. But, but the thing is, you you have to be a diehard New England Patriot fan to like New England Patriots. Right. I would say you're right. Uh, where with, with with the Bulls, I don't think you had any problem rooting for them, even though you might not be a fan of them. Now, if you're losing to them every year, that got a little old. Like yes. Knicks fans, I can't imagine like them at all. And it was or probably Piston, fan, Piston fans. P- Piston fans. Of, of course, Detroit beat up on them there yeah. in the late 80s and stuff. But yeah. then Jordan obviously got the best of them later on. Um, but I understand, I understand. Like, if they were to make a long doc, say 25 years from now, they make a documentary about the New England Patriots, I'm not watching it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm no, just not going to watch it. That's a good point. Um, and. And, you know, Michael Jordan's worth $2.1 billion is his net worth right mm-hmm. now. Most of that's thanks, of course, to his brand, the Jordan brand. It's grown so much. Um, but it's interesting. We look back and the Bulls dominated so much. And then there was only one year period before the Lakers started dominating. They won three out of four. I mean, and that was, was Phil Jackson as well. But it was like then all of a sudden the Lakers were the talk around the nation for a while with Kobe and Shaq. Mm-hmm. There's there really hasn't been any parody at all in the NBA in like 30 years. I this mean, year was like the biggest year we were going to have. I know it, it was. <laughs> I know it. it, it anyone could have won. I mean, you, you had the Spurs winning the ton. You had um, the Celtics won a couple. The Lakers won throughout the 2000s. Then you had, I mean, Golden State, as I said, the Heat then did it as well. The Mavs were um, sprinkled in there once. Da- yeah, Dallas won two. So, two, or two. Dallas, no, Dallas one, won one. One, they, they, one. Yeah, yeah um, they split with the but, Heat. But it's and, and of course Cleveland won one, but yeah. I just kind of put the Heat and the Cavs together because it was a LeBron thing. Yes. Um. So. But, but it was interesting looking up the net worth, and why I did that was I posted a poll 
on my, I think, no, it was on the Tan J Man show, Facebook, on Twitter, on my personal Twitter, on Instagram last night. And, and, and my question was, who's the bigger sports icon, Michael Jordan or Tiger Woods? And why I do, I do think it is Michael Jordan. I'm, I'm, I'm coming out and saying that right now. I could make a few cases for Tiger, but I do think it's Michael. But it was interesting in the poll results, and I'll bring it up right now. There was one guy on Facebook who said Tiger. Uh, a lot of people said um, them both, th- that they like them both. Why can't you like both? That wasn't what, what I was trying to say anyways, you know. You can like right. them both. I don't care. Um, but uh, last night on Twitter, the last time I looked, nobody had voted for Tiger. Um, let me see. Now there's been 30 votes, 80% Michael, 20% Tiger Woods. And um, I think I as, know two of those people who voted for Tiger, I'm pretty sure. As you saw me comment last night and got on my case, um, I was trying to sway people to vote for Jordan because I can't take anyone seriously that would vote for Tiger. Now, in in the U.S., I would say Tiger is right up there with him. Mm-hmm. Um, but globally, do people really care about Tiger Woods like they do Michael Jordan? I bet you in Europe they do. Maybe, but I, I mean, mean here, here, here's one of my defense to Tiger. Anywhere around the world, you say golf. Who do you think about? Tiger Woods. That's fair. When you say basketball, nowadays, people might say LeBron, even Kobe. I mean, sure, Jordan's right there, but I mean, right away when you say golf, it's Tiger. There's no Jack Nicholas, there's no nothing. The difference is Tiger Woods is still playing and he's you're right. 40, 40 something. I mean, 44, I mean you, you you're play. right. You, you can play golf, obviously, a lot longer right. than you can basketball. But say you take, I don't know what Jordan's heyday would have been. Let's just say that 96, 97 team. Yep. Okay, you take people then and talk about Jordan. Then you take, I don't know, what would have Tiger's heyday been? Like 2005, like that would have been his kind of, I, I have honestly have no yeah, clue. Yeah, probably, except, I mean, the year 2000, 2001, where it was one won four majors in a row. Oh, no. okay. over a over a calendar year he won the u.s but open the british still, the pga and yeah. then the master yeah yeah i i would compare just both of them together and see what we get because it would have been maybe it probably would have been a lot closer um, yeah had we have asked those questions back sure. then than yeah. they would now yeah yeah and it's uh it's interesting i mean tiger doesn't have the huge brand i mean he has his own brand but it's not as big as the jordan brand mm-hmm. of course but they did tiger aid and everything and it, it, it's just interesting. It's hard to compare the two because right. one, it's you got a sport. team sport. One, you got an individual mm-hmm. sport. One's won six titles, but without Scotty or, you know, some of those helpers, who knows? The other one's won 81 tournaments and 15 right. majors. <laughs> so it's it's just, it's just, and, and it's, it was interesting reading. They're not friends anymore. Tiger defriended Michael a couple of years ago. Huh. I don't know why. It seemed like it should have been the other way around yeah, yeah. after uh, Tiger's indiscretions. Even though Michael's not the cleanest on the marriage end either. No, he's not. He's not. But, but he didn't get taken for uh, a lot of money like Tiger did, or at least as much Tiger. That's why when I was looking up and Tiger's net worth is $800 million. I was surprised. I thought at one time he was in the billions. Yeah, I, I thought too he was a billionaire. So, now, I know um, on I, the golf course alone, he's won $1.4 billion in earnings over his career. On the golf course alone. That's a lot. Outside right. of <laughs> sponsorships. That's a lot of money. Yeah. So, but it was, but um, I will say on record, I agree. I think it's Jordan. I mean, Jordan, the brand mm-hmm. is huge, huge. And he, yep. what he did with the Bulls, like you said, they're probably the most popular sports team ever. Right. So, I, I, I mean, a college athletics program. Is now sponsored by. They're, I mean, they're a Jordan brand. I mean, isn't Michigan a Jordan brand? North Carolina, Michigan. Um, there's a handful now. It used to just be Carolina. There's a handful of that's, them now. Yep. That's insane. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to episodes three and four next Sunday, uh, mm-hmm. nine o'clock Eastern time, live on ESPN for the mature version, ESPN two for the uh, censored version. And and really, the mature version really wasn't that yeah, bad. A couple of bombs, couple f words, but other than that, like I, there's maybe like four or five. It, yeah. it wasn't like a crazy amount, like you usually hear and stuff no, like that. But, but uh, it, I, I, I will say, it was weird hearing f bombs on ESPN. Yes, um, yes. 
the, the the only time you ever hear them is maybe somebody there's a hot mic or something but this was they were obviously playing so yep but it was I uh, it. <laughs> yeah it's interesting um that you know somebody's been sitting on this footage for a long time some of this mm-hmm. footage that's what i found kind of interesting about it yeah i had no clue a camera crew was following them around for or gave access to that the, whole yep. or, yeah uh, but of course when you win five championships why not give access just whatever watch us win another one sure sure and uh and, and another thing i take away i didn't realize his dad was so hard on him i thought him yeah, and his dad know. were always best buds from the beginning mm-hmm. so and that'll that'll be an episode coming up yep. chronicling his uh, father's death and all yep. that so and, that, that there's there's a lot of info a lot of us probably don't have that we're going to learn about it oh sure there's always so many rumors about jordan's uh gambling debts and all that and that's why um his dad was killed and all that so yeah and was it just me or did jordan's mom look younger than jordan she she looked great <laughs> for being I, I mean jordan's jordan's 57 years yes, old so. how old she she's got to be at least 70 something oh yeah at good. least 70 if she had him at 70 i mean if she's only 70 she had about 13 <laughs> so yeah yeah i was, I was thinking for yeah but so uh, she actually she might be 80 and yeah, she, she yeah. didn't look at it all. Yeah. But a uh, very good documentary. Go check out episode one and two. If you haven't already, I think it's definitely mm-hmm. worth your time. So, all right, J man, let's, uh, let's get into the mock draft. Let's we're going to do, do our mock draft a little differently in your years past. I'm the only one who's done a mock draft. I believe I don't yes. think you've ever done one. Um, this is our I fourth, this is our fourth draft preview show, believe it or not. Crazy. Um, but this year we decided we're going to split up the picks, evens and odds. So the J-Man so, gets all the odd teams. I get the evens. Did, did did you, like, do an actual mock draft, like, write it down or anything? I got the teams in order, but no. I'm, I mean, I'm waiting no, to see yeah. who you pick, and I'm going was, off that. Yeah, because so. I, I started doing that yesterday, and I'm like, why the heck am I yeah, doing there's that? No, there's no reason yeah, there's because no, it gets screwed up. No now, yeah. I will probably do an actual mock draft, and you can too if you want, and, and post it before the draft Thursday. But I thought this would be no. more fun for a podcast purpose. And we I did we that. did this the other night um, with the podcast I contribute to the Orange Weekly podcast, which is a Broncos. There was four of us that did it, and it was a lot of fun. So, and I am not doing any trades or anything. Nope, no, nope, we don't. Nope, yeah, just, this is just it, it, let's make it too complicated. Yep. So, so you are on right. the clock with the Cincinnati Bengals. The 2020 NFL Draft is in session. Boo! And now I I am gonna boo him. <laughs> In in my house on Thursday, I am gonna boo the crap out of. I hope they pipe in some booze. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> that'd be awesome. They won't, so, but that'd be awesome. With the number one pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Cincinnati Bengals take Joe Burrow, quarterback, Louisiana State University. Go Tigers! Go Tigers! Yep, I I I think that's a good pick. I think that's gonna be the pick. I'd be shocked if it wasn't, um, unless they trade out, which I. Don't hmm. think it's gonna happen. Um, yeah, I think the uh, Ohio, I, Ohio boy stays in the state. With, um, I mean, we haven't had any, heard any rumors about it, but it will be really interesting if Joe um, does not put on the cap. Of course, he won't because there's not going to be walking across the stage or anything. And we'd probably hear rumors that Burrow doesn't want to be in Cincinnati. Yeah, um, right now. But it'd be interesting if it comes out that all right, trade me, fellas. Yep, yep. But I, I think it's a good pick. Um, the only thing I'm a little wary of is, I mean, he had a phenomenal year last year. One of the best, right. if not the best, uh, college season quarterbacks ever had. But he's never mm-hmm. faced adversity, really, on the football field. He's got to go to a team. Of course, whoever they bring is going to, that, that kind of backfired on me, because whoever they bring is going to face adversity, because the Bengals aren't going to be good. So, sure. You just got to hope he's not a one-and-done or a, a one-year one wonder, but. That's that's the thing that would worry me a little bit. I, I wouldn't really be overly concerned about it, but the fact that it was just a one-year type of thing. And one thing about quarterbacks more. from programs like LSU, Alabama, all these other – they have so much talent around them. Sure. But you're going to have but, great talent in the NFL too. So. But they also have – they're playing against defenses that are filled with NFL talent you're right. as well. You're right. So. That's a good point. So, but Joe, Joe Burrow had a running back that will probably go in the top fifty picks. He had like three great wide receivers, so I understand it. Yeah. So now I'm on the clock with the Washington Redskins pick at number two. I'm taking Chase Young, defensive end from the Ohio State University. 
I will go on record and say Chase Young ends up being the best player in this draft. I think he's the best football player on the board. Yeah, he's a beast. And I think they add him to the pass rush with Ryan Kerrigan on the other side. Uh, I don't think even Dan Snyder can screw this one up. Oh, Dan <laughs> Snyder's incompetence knows no bounds. Yeah. So we'll see. Now, if it was a year from now and Dwayne Haskins doesn't show improvement, maybe they take a quarterback, but... Because they could be in that range, in that top two or three range, if Haskins does not have a good yes. year yep. um, to take a Trevor Lawrence or a Justin Fields. Yep. That's a good pick. That's probably the safest pick in the draft, too, I, I would so. say. With the number three pick, the Detroit Lions take Jeffrey Okuda, Ohio State cornerback. Yep. Uh, a lot of corner, good corners in this draft, but Okuda's by far number one crazy stat about him i think i shared this a week or two ago he had no pass interference penalties on him last year he's pretty good yeah so i could see the detroit trading out of that pick but I uh, if they stay also, there i i could also see them taking isaiah simmons because simmons is also I, I think he's probably the second best player in the draft so versatile 235 240 pounds and ran like a 438 40 you can play him at linebacker. You can play him at safety. He's even played slot corner. He played um, slot. So he played slot mostly in 2019, which is crazy. That's for, insane for how big he is. For 2018, actually, I think it was. But um, yeah, and, and Derek Brown's another one to keep your eye on there. But like mm-hmm. I said, I think it'll be Jeff Okuda if they stay there. So, all right. Uh, now I'm on the clock, number four with the New York Giants. Always hard to figure out what they're gonna do. Um, I mean, heck, there was a – I think it's a smoke screen maybe for a potential trade or something, but there was a report today that they've been scouting Justin Herbert big time, which would just be stupid. You took General Jones well, in the top ten last year, but at, – At the same time, if somebody's wanting to jump ahead of a team like the Chargers or Dolphins, you might as well have a lot of info on Justin Herbert as well if you're the Giants. Yeah. And, I, I mean, there's no harm in it Yeah. Uh, if – Say Herbert's a free agent in four or five years, and you need a quarterback. They have some info on him from. Yeah, you know, I, th- I think it was just kind of blown out of proportion. But the Giants need help on the O line. They need cornerback help. They need edge rush help. Everywhere. I think they should go Isaiah Simmons, but I think they go with Tristan Wirfs from Iowa, offensive tackle. Yes, sir. He's a good player, yes. and he he had a great combine as well. Yep. All right, with the number five pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, this will be the J-Man's Bucket Prediction of the Week. The Miami Dolphins select Justin Herbert, quarterback, Oregon. You can take it to the bank. Why is that tide turned within the last week? Um, I've heard the Herbert Dolphins rumors for a month. So it's either Dolphins are putting up one of the greatest smoke strings of all time, which very well could be, or they're extremely incompetent and couldn't keep things in-house and their love for Herbert somehow got to the media. Um, I just feel I, if it were me, I'd take Tua Tungvaloa, not even think about it, easy pick. I think he's going to be the better NFL quarterback by a wide margin. Uh, but just the fact that they're the Miami Dolphins – I just feel like they're going to screw this up really bad. Um, now, on, they could take an offensive lineman easily at that spot as well. Um, it, it could be that Mackay Becton, who failed a drug test. I've also seen him mocked there. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what they do, but I just think they're going to take Herbert. Much as I hate to say it. Yeah, it's just weird because like, all the mocks were shown to her, and then this past week it flipped. So, or at I least all the mocks um, I look at, um, but it flipped. Now, but- I, I did read a report today that um, a reporter said the Dolphins owner, Stephen Ross, is not even mentioning Justin Herbert as a potential possibility. So yeah. who knows? We'll, we'll see. I, I don't trust the Dolphins as far as I can throw them when it comes to. And really, they're the, by far the most interesting team in this draft. They have seven picks in the top 100, have 14 picks overall, three first-rounders. Um, but – you got to yeah. start winning. So it's time to really make yourself better. You got to make yep. yourself better in the draft. If you can't, can't do it this time, then. Can't screw this one up. 
And the J-Man's Book Prediction of the Week is brought to you by, like it is every week, Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis Watrain. For life insurance, home insurance, auto insurance, renter's insurance, business insurance, workers' comp, farm insurance, annuities, give Travis a call today at 219-869-4561. You can also reach him via email at travis.watrain at infb.com. All right, I am back on the clock with one of my favorite teams. Sarcasm. The Los Angeles Chargers. And I wish you would have... Carson City. I wish you would have taken Tua. Because I think he is going to be better than Justin Herbert. And I wasn't nervous about going against Justin Herbert twice a year in the AFC West. But you leave me no choice. I got to take Tua Tungavaloa. Tungavaloa. Yeah. Quarterback <laughs> from Alabama. He is their future... Yeah. He learns behind Tyrod for about the first four or five games and then takes over. I, I will say, going back to the Dolphins for a second, the Dolphins didn't sign Drew Brees because of an injury concern. Can't do this whole thing again. Oh, good, you, good, good point. You, you just have to take a chance here. If it doesn't work out and he gets hurt all the time, okay. But you can't just live in fear that it's going to happen. Because Jake Long – when they took him number one overall, had no injury concerns, no injury history at all, yep. and he was hurt in five years and never really did anything again. Yep, so. yep, yep. Very good point. So. You're on the clock right. with the Carolina Panthers. With the seventh pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Carolina Panthers take Derek Brown, Ooh. defensive lineman, Auburn. All right. That is a big need for the Carolina Panthers. Yes, they line need now. defensive line. They need cornerback. They cornerback, need linebacker. They need edge rusher, receiver. Offensive line. They need so a they're, lot. They're, yeah, they're in a good spot there at seven. They don't There's need running of, back. Lot, no, they have a pretty good one there. Yeah. Who, who's their backup guy? I have no clue. I don't know who their backup running back is anymore. Damn, so. Yep. Derek Brown from Auburn. All right. That puts the Arizona Cardinals on the clock at number eight here. I'm really eyeing that Isaiah Simmons. I'm eyeing him because he keeps slipping, and I think he's just a freak. I could go wide receiver. There's a lot of good talented wide receivers, and I think Murray will be in the ear about his boy C.D. Lamb, but they just got DeAndre Hopkins, so I don't think they go wide receiver. I think they go offensive tackle in Jedrick, Jedrick Wills from Alabama. Good pick. He is number seven on my uh Top 400 NFL draft rankings that I came up with myself. This 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 draft has some good QBs. It's wide receiver heavy. It's offensive tackle heavy. And it's cornerback heavy. So it's it's probably I would say maybe it's just because I'm we haven't had any sports and I'm so looking forward to the draft. Oh no, yeah. It, it it just feels like this draft is so much better than the previous like five years. It's I don't loaded. know why. Just seems like it's loaded with talent, yep. and which is good for the Dolphins to have a ton of picks. It's not good for their complete incompetence at drafting players. <laughs> well, you're on the clock with another Florida team, the Jacksonville Jaguars at nine. The Jacksonville Jaguars with pick number nine. They are looking. Did Did you see the Yannick and Gawkway fight with um, your AEW boy? Yep, and I got Tony's back. I got Tony's back in that um, one. Of, of course you do. <laughs> but Yannick and Gawkway is um, – looking for to be traded out of there. Uh, so they're going to need an edge rusher because he's, he's pretty good. Uh, he's franchise tagged right end. now. Uh, but he wants out, and I cannot, after this whole thing, see him play another snap <laughs> no, in Jacksonville. No. Um, so I think they will take Kalevon Chason, edge rusher from oh, State wow. University. I had him going about in the teens, but I like it. He is I, – I stole Matt Miller's uh, – he's a Bleacher Report – NFL scouting guy. I stole his top 400, and he is ranked ninth on his board, and he's one of the more respected guys out there. So. No, I like it. I just didn't see that coming. Oh, like so. well, I See, it's it's never a good thing to go based off a need, yep. um, but the fact that he's a top 10 prospect and it um, fills a need uh, will be huge for them. Well, I got the Cleveland Browns at number 10. I actually had this exact pick the other night with the Orange Weekly guys, and I'm going to take the same player I took that night, and that's Isaiah Simmons, linebacker from Clemson. He fell quite a bit. Yep. Yep. So, uh, it's a good pick, welcome, welcome to Cleveland, Isaiah. You're a Brown now. That stinks. But they need, they need offensive line help. 
They need linebacker help. They need safety help. But I think they can get a great linebacker there at 10. I mean, if he slides down there, wow, what a pick. With the 11th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the New York Jets take Jerry Judy, yep. wide receiver, Alabama. That is their biggest need um, as wide receiver. I would hate it because I think he's best receiver in the draft, and he uh, could potentially go in that top five range, and I think he goes 11. Yeah, there's. Uh, I see them either going tackle or wide receiver, uh, depending on who's there, but I, I probably think they go mm-hmm. wide out. I, I agree. I think Jerry Judy is the best out of three out of him, C.D. Lamb and Henry Ruggs. I think they're all three really good and head and shoulders above the rest, but I do I think agree. Jerry Judy is the best. He's at least the best route runner of the three. Mm-hmm. Um, there's uh, rumors from uh, Denver Post writer Woody Page that the Broncos are trying to trade up between 8 to 10. They possibly get Jerry Judy, but we'll see. Interesting. I don't know. It's just a rumor, so we'll see. That leaves the Las Vegas Raiders at number 12. They need a wide receiver. I'm already convinced they're getting one of the threes. Which one are they going to get? I have them going with C.D. Lamb from Oklahoma. He is a good one. He's a very big physical Mm-hmm. Wide receiver out of the three, so. and he he ran pretty well at the combine too. Ran a four five, yep. Um, so it's a good pick there. Hate it, but is what it is. <laughs> With the thirteenth pick in the two thousand twenty NFL draft, the San Francisco Forty Nine ers via the Indianapolis Colts also need a wide receiver because they lost Emmanuel Sanders to the Saints. Um, they don't have great weapons out there for old Jimmy G. Uh, he has a couple good running backs, but uh, he needs somebody to throw the ball to. So I am taking Henry Ruggs with the 13th overall pick. Yeah, I think he fits in that Kyle Shanahan offense perfectly. He is speedy. The fastest guy in college football last year. Mm-hmm. He can help in the return game, too. So. Yep. At number 14, I got the Tampa Bay, I mean the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> They need some offensive line help, some running back help, maybe even a wide receiver to go with Evans and Godwin. But I think they do get Tom Brady some protection. And they go Andrew Thomas, tackle from Good Georgia. Pick. Yeah, they uh, they need some offensive line help in the worst way. Um, they got to go all in. I'm, they got two years with Brady. You got to you yeah, gotta go for you. it. You got to go for it. Have to. Um, yeah, you, you have to sell out for that Super Bowl. So, yep. am I up now? Sorry. You are up with the Denver Broncos. With the Denver Broncos. Let's see here. Uh, you said they want a wide receiver. They need wide receiver, um, cornerback, offensive line. Offensive line. And even this thing I'm looking at has listed linebacker and safety as yeah. their other needs. But uh, they can address those later. So, with the 15th pick in the 2020 NFL draft, the – Denver Broncos select, let's see here, C.J. Henderson, cornerback, Florida. I like it. I would be happy with that. You you said you were going to let me have the 15th pick so you can argue with me. You you made a good pick, so so I can't argue. Um, If they cannot get Judy, Ruggs, or Lamb, that's who I want them to get. I also wouldn't mind uh, Javon Kinlaw. Uh, defensive tackle yes, from defensive, South Carolina because yeah, I think he line. has a he has potential to be even better than Brown for the best defensive uh, tackle, especially since they lost Derek Wolf. Yes, um, I mean they could go offensive tackle, but I think you can get one of those later. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing. They and could it's a good tackle class. They could go Kenneth Murray linebacker, um, but I think it's a little high for him. But uh, the the thing is, if Judy Ruggs or Lamb isn't there. I don't want them to go like Justin Jefferson, who they're very high sure. on. I think he's a great slot receiver, but the wide receivers are so stacked. You can get a good one in the second or third round. You don't have right. to get one at 15. So, I, yeah. yeah, Henderson's who – Henderson and Kinlaw are the two guys I would like if they don't go Judy, Lamb, or, or Rugg. So, good job, J-Man. Justin Jefferson on this uh, draft rankings is listed 20th, uh, but I think you, you could probably get him easily in the middle of the second round. I think we'll see – as you said, some wide receivers fall that would have easily been first rounders a few years ago, um, even last year, fall down to get them in the second round. I think we see six or seven go in the first round, personally. But I think there's that many good ones. There's other good ones mm-hmm. that will go in the second or third round that would be first round picks in other years. So, right. 
So the Dirty Birds, Atlanta Falcons, on the clock here. And they are glad that you took C.J. Henderson, from cornerback from Florida, because they want Javon Kinlaw, defensive tackle from South Carolina. He will fit in perfectly in that Gus Bradley defense. Yes, the hu- huge year for uh, for their head coach. Dan Quinn. Escaping. Dan Quinn. Yep. Uh, he was, saved himself was, getting hot last year at the end. I was I was thinking Gus Bradley was their head coach, but he was in Jacksonville, wasn't he? Yes, he was. That's what I thought. It's a good pick there, T Dog. Yep. Now you got the you got the cowgirls. <laughs> That's mature. Um, <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys with the 17th overall pick. Their biggest needs are edge rusher, cornerback, offensive line, wide receiver, safety. I have them taking. Let's see, his linebacker is not listed. I wish it was because I was going to take a linebacker for him. Do it. I have them taking. Yeah, who who the heck knows what uh, old uh, Jerry Jones is going to do? I have them taking Makai Becton, offensive lineman, Louisville. I didn't even realize he was still on the board, to be honest. He is still on the board. He has a drug issue. Yeah. So he might fall farther, but I could also see him being taken in like the top 10 as well yeah um he's a freak athlete so yeah yeah he's he's huge but he's like you said freakishly athletic for his size so now i get a draft for your miami dolphins at 18 you get a draft for him twice i get a draft for him twice so you can argue with me all day long here let's hear it they already took quarterback so they got that need off the board i got here they need offensive tackle safety edge rusher running back sounds about right well I'm going to go offensive lineman here. I'm going with Austin Jackson from USC. You, you know, he has been listed as a guy they really like a lot. Mm-hmm. He's he's really young and probably should have gone back to school is what I read. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if he'll be an immediate starter. I want an immediate starter at 18, you know. Mm-hmm. Now, I was I was hoping Makai Becton would have fallen to him. Sure. Or Jedrick Wills or somebody. The J-Man just happened to (laughs) take him. Um, But I will go on record and say I want DeAndre Swift at that 18th spot because they desperately need a running back. They have Jordan Howard um, for a two-year deal, and I think he's a good stopgap. But you need your franchise running back. DeAndre Swift is the best one in the draft. I think they can get him at 26. They might be able to get him at 26. Um, I'd be a little nervous about it. Um, Would you rather have Austin another, Jackson or Joshua Jones tackle from Houston? Probably Josh Jones. They're, okay. they're ranked about the same spot in a lot of uh, rankings. But. Okay. All right. Well, I am not apologizing for my pick. So. I'm, I'm not uh, saying you should. So you're on the clock. Oh, yeah. Raiders are on the clock via the Bears. Sorry, I am. Thinking I have I have the evens and I'm having the odds. Um, it does not actually say what the Raiders need. I'm going to go back to the first one. Wide receiver, cornerback, defensive lineman, offensive lineman, linebacker. You had them taking C.D. Lamb. Um, I'm pretty sure that was a long time ago, yep. feels like. Yep. Um, so with the 19th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Oakland Raiders select Jeff Gladney, cornerback, Texas Christian University. All right. Yeah, I, I thought they'd go corner there. I'm surprised you didn't go A.J. Terrell from Clemson. Well, A.J. Terrell is farther down the list. Yeah, we're looking at a different list there, son. So. We are. But, no, I, I think that's that fits. That fits. So. All right, I got the Jaguars at 20. They uh, need a lot, like we said earlier. They got uh, – who'd you draft for them at nine? Um. I took an edge that Clavon Chase on, I That's believe. Right. So they need line offensive line help. They could use interior defense line help, cornerback, safety. So I am gonna take AJ Terrell since I just mentioned him corner from Clemson. Solid pick for them. Sure. They they need they need a lot of help. Yes, they do. With the twenty first pick in the two thousand twenty NFL draft, the Philadelphia Eagles take Justin Jefferson. Wide receiver, Louisiana State. I've had him go in there in every mock I've had. So that is the Eagles' biggest need. It looks like. So I think that I think that fits. So twenty-two. I got the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings. I got down. They need a cornerback, wide receiver, edge rusher, offensive line, defensive line. I'm gonna go corner here. Uh, Christian Fulton, corner from LSU. Solid. 
solid. The New England Patriots are now on the clock. Uh, they obviously lost Tampa Bay. Yep. Or Tom, Tom Brady. <laughs> two, two I, got Tampa it, I got it in your head now. <laughs> uh, the New England Patriots with the 23rd pick take Jordan Love. Ah, he pulled, yeah, pulled the trigger. I pulled the trigger. Their um, future quarterback. I, I don't re- know if he starts right away, but. I was curious if he. I thought the three spots. I think the three spots he could go to Patriots, Saints, or um, Packers. I mentioned Tampa Bay, but you bit my head off. I just think that'd be dumb and, in the first um, round. I really do, but you know, I agree with you on that. Uh, but I wouldn't put anything past Tampa Bay. Now, come second round, he's still on the board. Maybe they pull the trigger. But I agree. Where are the Bucks picking like fifteenth or something like that? Fourteenth or fourteenth? Okay, then yeah, that's probably a reach. And, I'm I'm telling you, if he slides the second round, watch for the Colts. They have the second and the twelfth yes. pick in the second round. Yeah, that would make a lot of sense. A lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Watch, he can't. He won't slide down far enough to Pittsburgh, but maybe they trade up into the first round. Hmm. Pittsburgh could be a good landing spot for him. Yeah, they they need a future guy yeah. as well. So it'll be interesting. Well, I got the Saints at twenty four. I think this is Drew Brees' last year. I think they are going for it. They're trying to give him weapons, get the team weapons overall. So this guy is not on the offensive side of the ball, but I think he can be a weapon for them. And that's linebacker Patrick Queen from LSU. And I swear I'm not an LSU fan. I swear. It feels like they every pick a, I'm doing is LSU. They have a lot of good players. Well, yeah, they were um, amazing that last are, year. So. That are going to go in the first round. Yeah, so, so I don't blame you. Yep. All right, with the 25th pick, here is the uh, Minnesota Vikings. They have needs at cornerback, wide receiver, edge rusher, offensive lineman, and safety. I am going to take a quarterback. T. Higgins, wide receiver, Clemson. Did I say cornerback? I'm yes, going to take a wide receiver yeah. for him. <laughs> I'm going to take a wide receiver for him. T. Higgins, Clemson. I like that pick. They traded Stephon Diggs to the Buffalo Bills, so they need another guy out there. I like that pick a lot. At 26, the Miami Dolphins are on the clock again. They add some firepower to their offense with a running back. But it's not the one Josh wants. It's Jonathan Taylor from Wisconsin. Um, I know they like Jonathan Taylor. Um, has DeAndre Swift even gone yet? No. Well, I don't think he has. There's not too many teams um, in the first round that need a running back. I prefer DeAndre Swift or even Clyde Edwards-Hilaire from LSU, who I think is going to be the next Maurice Jones-Drew with his ability to catch the ball to the backfield. And he's five foot six, five seven, and he's just <laughs> like a bowling ball out there. So the uh, comparisons make sense. But um, I need, they need a running back. Uh, the thing I would be wary about is um, how many times Jonathan Taylor touched the ball uh, with Wisconsin. Yep. But solid, solid pick there, Tanner, man. Blew, blew everybody away at the combine with the speed, which nobody yeah, knew I mean, he had that. So Yeah, I didn't think he was going to be that fast. No. Nope. So. With the 27th pick in the NFL draft, the Seattle Seahawks Sea chickens. Cesar Ruiz, interior offensive lineman from Michigan. Yeah, that's a they, good pick. They need to get old Rusty Dubs some uh, offensive line help, definitely. Yeah, that's a good one. They, I like that pick. They could also use some edge rushing help with – because who knows what the heck's going to happen with Jadavian Clowney. Yes. <laughs> 28th pick, got the Baltimore Ravens. They need help at linebacker, offensive line, wide receiver, edge rusher. They got a, they're going to get a linebacker that really slid. I forgot he hadn't even been picked yet, and that's Kenneth Murray mm-hmm. from Oklahoma. Kenneth Murray, yes. I knew that was going to be the pick. Good good pick. That could be an absolute steal. That sounds like that just fits the Ravens. I know. A, a team that's already loaded on defense and offense. It just The rich get richer. It's a good pick. Yep. The Tennessee Titans are on the clock with the 29th pick. Their biggest needs are edge rusher, defensive uh, tackle, offensive line, cornerback, and running back, it says. Um, they have a good running back, but he carried the ball a ton. Uh, the Tennessee Titans select. Let's see here. Who has not been? You know what? I am going to go, and I know he had a bad combine, but I am mocking A.J. Epineza. Yeah, I like that. Defensive lineman, Iowa. He has like- a lot of talent. I've seen a lot of mocks have him there or New England, it seems like. So. Yeah. He, he he seems like a New England 3-4 defensive end. Well, Vrabel's the Titan coach, so yeah. he's got some yeah, England in him. Yeah, that's so. a good point. 
Number 30, I got the Green Bay Packers. Title Town, as they like to be called. They need help at wide receiver, tight end, defensive line, cornerback. <laughs> I think they give Aaron Rodgers a wide receiver. And Denzel Mims from Baylor. Nice. Good pick. I like that pick. I have the San Francisco 49ers. Again, I mocked um, – who did I mock? Henry Ruggs to them, I believe. Uh, yes, you did. First, for yep. their first first-round picks. So wide receiver, no longer need. Offensive line, defensive line, cornerback, and safety are listed as needs here. Um, they have a great defense, of course, or a good defense anyway. Is, is it a great defense? I think it's pretty good defense. It's pretty good defense. Um, so I'm not going to – you know, I think I'm going to go offensive line here. I'm going to go Josh Jones, Houston. Right. I don't think I don't think he's been picked yet. I'm kind of no. He has not. Been he has not marking off. So the the J man is not uh, on the clock. The rest of the you're uh, done. That's the draft. Yeah, you're done. You left the last pick for me. The defending Super Bowl champion, the Kansas Shitty Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they need corner, offensive line, running back, linebacker. I think they just add to their offensive firepower and get DeAndre Swift, running back from Georgia, <laughs> just to tick me off. How dare you? Yep. I almost are... went, I almost went KJ Hamler. Oh, man, he'd be, pa- pair him with uh, Tyreek Hill. I'm just, just going to hate my life for the next decade. Oh, man, they're both Olympic sprinters. Almost. I could see that happening. So. I know it. There's there's quite a few teams without a first round pick. Of course, teams there's six back of them. Up. There's the Bills, uh, Texans, Colts, Bears, Steelers, Rams. Rams. Yep, those six. Yeah. Yep. That was fun. Yeah. So, what, what, um, what do you think the Bears do on day two? What do you think um, they need? I I think they they probably need some defensive back help. Cornerback and safety is kind of listed as one of their needs. Offensive line is always a need for them. I could see them taking a quarterback for the future, maybe if a Jordan Love falls to the second round. See him pouncing on that. Um, they probably need another wide receiver. I think Allen Robinson's a solid receiver, but they don't really have another guy that stands out. Um, so I think all those kind of work. I think they. I think they're a candidate to take the first tight end of the draft. They just got. Uh, they, they cut could. Trey Burton. Uh, watch for Cole Komet from Notre Dame. I can see that and. And as for the Colts, I think they need to go wide receiver heavy. Um, they just don't have the um, offensive wide receiver talent anyway um, that Philip Rivers has come accustomed to down in uh, Carson City uh, with Keenan Allen. Yeah, so. wa- watch for Jordan Love. I'm telling you, if he slides, yeah, Indy could get themselves a good well. one. Yeah, so. they, they need a quarterback of the future. They also need some tight end help. So My, my favorite quarterback of the draft, I know he's got it. Uh, question mark Toronto's health. My favorite quarterback, those Tua, out of all of them. So. Oh, I, um, yeah, I think Tua is arguably the safest guy um, in the draft. Um, of course, his injury risks are scary, but if say there's no injury risk at all, he'd probably go number one. I think he'd still be taking over Joe Burrow and number one overall. Yeah. So, well, it'll be fun to uh, circle back and see how yes, we did sir. next week on next Monday show. I have a suggestion for the rest of the show. We have. Quite a few things left, but I say we save them for next week. Um, we're not on TV, yes. So I say I say we save our trivia time for next week, um, and then maybe we can talk about our worst fit, first round picks our team has made in our lifetime for next week. Dude, uh, I never even did trivia for this week. I completely forgot about well, it right that's, now. So that's I'm glad. A good thing. I absolutely <laughs> forgot about it because all I had planned was uh, the last dance in the draft. So that's a good. Thing. So we'll save everything yeah. else for next week. I like that plan. Yes, sir. You want to hear some birdie bogey? Yeah. What Hall of Fame player was eliminated from the playoffs by Michael Jordan the most? I'm between two guys, of course. All right. Of course you are. (laughs) But one of them eliminated Michael the most. I'm going to go Patrick Ewing. You chose correctly all right the other one was isaiah in my head so isaiah is not even listed on here uh patrick ewing was eliminated five times charles barkley and alonzo morning were eliminated three times wow yeah uh carl malone john stockton and vladi and vladi divak were eliminated twice vladi vladi must have been on that hornets team with alonzo 
Oh, yeah. Or no, no. Yeah, he could have. And Vladi was also probably on the Laker team in 91 when the Bulls oh. beat him in the finals because then Vladi got traded for Kobe. Kobe was drafted oh, by the right. Hornets. Yeah, it was, so It was the draft day trade. Yeah. Okay. So, good show. There, I finally got a birdie. Yeah. Yes, Thank sir. you. It was fun, Jay, man. Once again, to everybody listening that usually prefers watching, we apologize. Hopefully we get that figured out for next week. Not sure what happened. Um, like I said, this box has been working since September. So, But thank you to everybody for uh, listening, just like you used to all the time on here. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please give us a rating, rating and review. We really appreciate it. And uh, last thing, I'm wearing my Von Miller jersey because I was hoping to be on camera. Um, prayers up to Von Miller, who tested positive with COVID-19 um, last week. So, With that said, everybody, uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you next Monday. Stay healthy, stay safe, stay sane.